Glory to God. We're going to talk to you. We've been talking about uh, the new you. We've uh, spent one uh, service uh, talking about the old you in, in, uh, uh, to understand who the new you, where we came from. And uh, so there is a couple messages that you'd want to maybe get a hold of in the last couple weeks. Uh, but we're going to talk about the new you and what, how you were uh, created to operate. Um, so basically, um, in the very beginning, we uh, know that God uh, created the heavens and the earth seas and then put his man here and then he gave him instructions, okay? Those instructions uh, were, were actually not uh, exercised and it really uh, was the de- demise of all humanity. But Jesus Christ... Uh, he came and he uh, took care of that problem, and now we are back to the original instructions. Amen. Y'all understand? So, so God um, uh, told Adam to do something uh, that he ended up failing miserably at, and then now uh, Jesus came to fix it, and now we are in him, and now we have a whole new level of, of instructions that we have, a capability that Adam didn't necessarily, uh, you know, he didn't exercise his uh, authority, but Jesus Christ came and got inside of us, and now we are actually it's like he himself is inside of us. And so if there's any domination going to take place, it's going to happen through the power and the authority of Jesus Christ so that we can get back to the dominant uh, lifestyle that we are to live. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to start dominating people. I'm telling you to start dominating the forces of this world, the original forces that Adam, it was just Adam, remember? Adam was it, and he said, dominate. So that still, those things that need to be dominated are still here. You understand? And, and, and so, so we have a, a job to do. Uh, the new you is a dominant being. Praise the Lord. And I'm not talking about personalities right now. I'm talking about your responsibility. Unexercised authority will bite you in the backside every single time. I said unexercised authority will bite you in the backside. It will come back to haunt you. For instance, if you don't exercise your authority over your children's behind when they walk in rebellion... Now, this is very explicit instructions. There is, there is no scripture that says put them in the corner when they defy you. Unless you need the corner to hold them still. And as soon as you say these things, people think, oh, dear, you know, he's getting. No, look, you better love your kids. Love, 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 love your kids. But when they defy you, when they are in rebellion, there is only one answer. There's only one answer to rebellion. And we have that in the scriptures. Okay? Praise the Lord. Now, see, you guys messed up my dominant message. (laughs) 
but it had to do with exercising authority. The Word gives us instructions, explicit instructions, and when we follow those, things will turn out as the Scriptures say. If you don't follow those instructions, it will turn out as the Scriptures say. Because the Scriptures tell you about both parts. Let's go to Genesis before we get way out there. Praise God. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. It says, And God said, this is verse 26, this is King James Version. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. We could stop right there and just say, wow, he created them male and female. You do not have to be a biologist to figure this out. Y'all with me? You just check certain places and you'll know that is a male or a female. He created them this way. That's what God did. It just takes a a person with a doctorate to mess that up. So then it says, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Praise God. So so God basically gave man authority over all that he had created. That's what we see here. Then he said uh, to take dominion over it. Uh, There was a need for uh, man to use his authority uh, to not just walk around and let everything happen as it, as, it, as it does. There was things that needed to be dominated. So there are things that would try and come into your life uh, that, that you uh, can't just, uh, just sit back and allow them to come into your life. And uh, there are things that go on, uh, whether it be uh, sickness, disease, or, or things that take place in your children. And, and we are the keepers of the gate. We are the people that say yes or no. What we allow is allowed. What we disallow is disallowed. And so that is what Jesus restored that Adam lost. We are now anew. We are now created to dominate again. And it is a necessity it's not just a privilege, it's a necessity. If we didn't need to, it wouldn't be here, right? We need to dominate. Our bodies will talk to us and try and do things. It's not allowed. Y'all with me? We get to a certain age and we think, well, that's just what happens when you're this age. No, don't take that from your family members. Don't, don't, don't receive that. We, we take a stand. He renews my youth like the eagles. I'm stronger. I look better. I do everything. Healthier. Hallelujah. Praise God. I can go further. I can last longer. Amen. Praise the Lord. We, uh, we set the boundaries. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
So, so in the area, let me just say this, in the area of our children, I said it, I put it out there, uh, but, but when they turn 20 years old, uh, we hope that we've put something in them that they now know how to dominate them you know, in their own world. Uh, so, so there has to be a point where you release them because God has uh, really commanded you not to mommy them for the rest of their life. And we are a wisdom and understanding access for them. If they want to access us, then that's on them. But we can't try and get in their home. You will mess them up if you try to control their marriage and they're raising their children. No, it's their turn now. Grandma and grandpa, we just go bring them home, spoil them, and send them back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good luck. God bless you. Love you. I'm just kidding in one sense because we pray for them as well. We keep standing our guard, you know, in the spirit. But I'm just saying you can't get in there and, and start telling them what to do. And believe me, I understand. You see stuff they're doing, you're like, oh, God, Lord Jesus, you know. I, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I cast my care about that on you, Lord. But it's their turn now. They got to do that. They have to get in church. They have to do their own tithing. They have to do their own living and speaking and declaring. Praise God. This is not something we can do for them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. So he, hallelujah. So God made us in his image. He told us to dominate. Everybody say, you better dominate. <laughs> And so, it's, it, and you're talking about birds and stuff and elements literally over all the earth. You know, Jesus actually, when he was in the earth, he fell asleep on the boat and they wake him up because there's a storm. They're like, don't you even care that we perish? And he's like, what? what? What's going on, man? What? And he speaks to the wind and, and peace be still. He said, man, what's the matter with you? I was sleeping. Now, why would he act like that to them? He says, oh, ye of little faith. What do all of these things tell us? That they should have done it themselves. What? Absolutely. They should have spoke to the wind. We have authority over the elements. We have authority. So we see, you know, hurricane whatever, man. They got every type of name you can imagine. Irene and Thelma and Bill and Jack. They go through the alphabet. But listen, if we would take our authority as the body of Christ, we'd say, no, no, no. You stay out to sea. You stay out to sea and you quiet down and shut up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lynn Hammond said that God gave her assignment to deal with storms. Hurricanes, earthquakes. Praise the Lord. We see some happen, of course, but we don't know how many we missed because uh, Sister Lynn Hammond was praying. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So they say this is going to happen. This is coming on land at this time, doing this thing and that thing. Um, I just began to pray for people's lives. Father, I just think everybody has enough sense to get out of there. Protect those, Father God, everybody in Jesus' name. Help strengthen those, help people that are working. We're taking authority over things, dominating things. Glory to God. You're created in the image of God. Jesus Christ lives inside of you, the very being that created all the elements and holds all things together by the word of his power, lives inside of us and has given us his authority. 
He said, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Serpents and scorpions are not what we have in our desert. Those are demons he's talking about. He said, because he says, and over all the power of the enemy. I mean, uh, we, we, we would think, well, man, serpents and scorpions, we got those here. But that's not what he's talking about. I mean, honestly, you know, in the natural, those really, really don't affect us a whole lot. We, we, you come up on one, you give it your heel, drive it in the ground, and you keep moving. And that's the illustration we should have with demons, is that when they stick their ugly head up, you put your heel on them and drive them right into the ground. And do what Jesus did. He kicked the devil in his head. And so we have authority to do the same. Glory to God. Everybody say, I have authority. Hallelujah. In uh, Genesis 1.28 in the New Living Translation, it says, Then God blessed him and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea. So he's saying govern and reign over. Govern and reign over. Hebrews 2, 5 through 8. This is King James. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. For unto the angels he not, excuse me, for unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak, but one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. So, so I stop there. Uh, it ends with, but now we, we see not yet all things put under him. And there's a reason is because Jesus, when he sat down at the right hand of the Father, he is sitting awaiting his enemies to be made his footstool. Okay? Okay, but they are in subjection to him. We are in him. And incidentally, this a little lower than the angels, that word that's translated in the Hebrew, it actually, um, of course, this is Greek, but in the Hebrew, uh, this is actually a, 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 of uh, Psalms 8.6. It's a repeat in the New Testament. So in the uh, Psalm, it's a repeat of Genesis that in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. And then where it says it's translated angels is the same word Elohim that was translated in the beginning God. He has made him a little lower than Elohim. We are in him. We have been made a little lower than him. And now we are to dominate these creepy creature things and everything that creepeth. Isn't that interesting? He names all these animals, and then, he, then it says, and everything that creepeth. We have authority over all of the forces of hell. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. What is the gates? You know, people get caught up. Where's the gates? Where's the gates? No, it's, it's the power of hell shall not prevail against the church. And so these, these things are encroaching. These things will try and push their way into your life and destroy your life, your family, uh, your kids. And, and we are to take authority over those things. Y'all with me? 
and declare some things. Whatever God's called you to do, whatever uh, he created you for is significant to the purpose of God. And there are enemies to that dream. There are enemies to that uh, realization of your purpose. But he gave you authority over them. So if you don't exercise your authority over them, you will probably not realize your dreams, your visions, and your purpose. Satan immediately came in, immediately came in to humanity to disrupt God's word. And now we are born again, children of God. It's the new you seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places and, 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 and you can't just keep living in your past of what the enemy has done in your family or in your, in, in your life in any way. You can't stay there. You have to shake off those heavy bands and realize and recognize where you are today and begin to exercise authority. And look, at if I let um, a property uh, just overgrow, you know, I'm from Washington State. If you just leave a property, uh, everything just grows. Stickers, blackberries, weeds, everything overgrows. Well, if I I'm going to come back in and, and, and reclaim that. I'm going to have to take some things down. It was something we did about every other summer as we had to go in the back, cut down stickers and burn and do all kinds of stuff uh, to, to make it look like it's something livable. But the enemy, he'll come in and encroach on your life and try and uh, subtly come in around and make uh, uh, your, your life unlivable and unmanageable and, and this yucky. But God comes in. Y'all with me? And say, oh, uh-uh. That's not what we're going to have here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In uh, uh, Hebrews Chapter 2, verse 8 in the New Living, it says this way. It says, you gave them authority over all things. Now, when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. So there's still some things that we are going to have to dominate. We are his body, right? If we're his body, that means we are also his feet, and if he's sat down at the right hand of the Father, and he's waiting until his enemies be made his footstool, that means it's us. God's doing this through us to bring Satan to a position of just being under our feet. And he can no longer operate. And he always is an intimidator. He always gets in your face. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. This is the way it's going to be. This is how it is. He is a lie. Satan is a liar. He's the author of lies. And so we, we just have to get hold of God's word. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. In, uh, in concerning Satan, Revelation chapter 20. In Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3, uh, the King James says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Ha, ha, ha. And cast him into the bottomless pit and set him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So when it's all said and done, an angel gets a hold of him, that joker, 
Seriously, in the end, when we see him, it is said of that moment when we see him, we're like, this is the one? You've got to be kidding me. This is the one that deceived the nations? We're going to be like embarrassed, I'm sure. It's like, oh my goodness. He did all that mess? One angel. Come here, man. Chains him up. Takes him to his, his place. He'll hang out for a thousand years. Praise the Lord. Then they let him go for just a season. And then there's a whole new program after that. Do you understand that, that this particular um, incident, uh, that there is the seven years of tribulation in the earth, Jesus comes, and a sword out of his mouth, blood up to a horse's saddle, Jesus regulates, sets up his kingdom. We will rule and reign with him. There are people still with skin on, making children, having babies. A thousand years go by. Jesus reigning in the earth. And then Satan is released again. And I'm thinking, what? What? <laughs> what what's going to happen? And a third of those people roll with Satan. I thought, where were the people that reminded them of what took place? Isn't it interesting? I'm not sure that I completely understand all of that, but I'm just telling you that's what this is talking about. And so we, though, uh, will be back to our place of having to regulate. Do you understand? He's back again. Let's put it on him. Notice it just says a season. This is going to be a little shorter event. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we, we uh, take authority of him. But right now, he's, he's at work in the earth and his demons, his forces. Um, and uh, I'll never forget somebody who, who uh, said they, they asked Jesus, well, Jesus, why did you have those demons uh, go into the pigs? I don't know if you remember the demon-possessed guy. And uh, have you come to torment us before our time? You know, the demons talk to Jesus. And they asked, you know, if they could go into the pigs. And he just said, go. And they did. And all the pigs ran off a cliff, went into the, uh, you know, into the sea, it says. And uh, uh, so he said to Jesus, Jesus, why did you let them do that? Why did you let them go? And, and uh, he said that uh, the Lord told him, he said, because uh, they're like, flies they're like flies in other words they're all over demons are all over and uh, uh, flies it's interesting that satan is called uh, belzebub which means lord of the flies and when you think about flies just think nasty uh, flies land on nastiness eat it and then land on other things and throw up and eat it. This is a fly. And, and so they carry disease. You understand? So the illustration is a very good illustration. And, and what do we uh, you know, know about uh, the, uh, <laughs> the baby fly? Or it is a maggot. You know what a maggot is? It's a baby fly. And they, they eat what? rotten flesh. So everything about that illustration should tell us that we don't want to get comfortable with flies. 
we should exercise authority over demons and darkness. We can't get comfortable with situations and circumstances that actually literally are brought upon the presence of demonic forces. And you, you see sometimes, you see documentaries and, and you watch uh, uh, people in other countries and they've just gotten used to having flies all over themselves in their eyes and on their face and they don't swat them. I'm, I'm like wanting to do this at my television. Because most animals won't let flies do that, you know. They'll, their tails will come around trying to get them off, you know, and they'll shake their heads. But you don't want to get comfortable with demons in your life. And there's people that have been walking in certain uh, mindsets, Christians. I'm talking about when I say people, I mean Christians even, that have become so comfortable with, with demons, they really feel like that's who they are and this is the way, it's just normal. Do you understand? But God wants to free them. Uh, you uh, can be free and not live under the tyranny of Satan. Hallelujah. You, you don't have to have this in your home. You don't have to have this in your family. But you're going to have to put your foot down and say, I, not anymore. You're not doing this anymore. Because he's given you dominion. He's given you authority. He said, he said, all, Jesus, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Then he said, now go. What's he saying? Go in my authority. So demons tremble at the name. The great confession that got you into this program into the kingdom, into Christ, that great confession is also the very name and confession of exercising your authority over any situation of life uh, in the natural, in the supernatural, that you can take authority over this world. Praise the Lord. Depression, oppression, come on now, fear, Anxiety. They say the number one reason people go to the doctor or hospital is because of anxiety, stress, fear. And people get comfortable with it just like those flies. I don't know what to, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I just I just don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure. I just feel some kind of way, and I don't even know why. I know why. Flies. Flies. I don't know. At my house, you know, you know, we have an interesting dynamic because in the summer, it's too stinking hot for flies, right? And then in the winter, it gets a little cold. They don't like that either. So there's these windows in the spring and the fall. And you would think, you know, when a fly gets you in your house, you're thinking, how did the fly get in my house? You know, I don't know about you, but I have, um, I think we have probably 15 fly swatters. I'm not sure. I think when in doubt, Caitlin buys another one, you know, and she's like, and uh, she, she's going to have some, a weapon against the enemy, you know, and uh, so, so we have them, 
hanging in real strategic areas. But anyhow, so, so when a fly gets in, I don't just go, oh, wow, a fly, bummer, huh? it's in the house. No, me, I'm like, you're, you're going down, bro. Yeah, just, just we're talking this past week, um, I, I, I hit the counter so hard with the fly swatter, the fly swatter blew up. So there laying on the floor was the dead fly and a dead fly swatter. And I'm, I'm standing there with a metal rod. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we got 15, 14 more backup back here, bro. Bring on your friends. You want to set him like on a, on a pole outside, the fly on top of it. This is what happens. Don't, don't come in here. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're, you know, if you're like me, I love fresh air. You know, I love to open up the house, but not at the expense of having flies in the house. And, and so, so we have a screen. You know, we try to do what we can. Uh, but, but we're not going to just let it go. I'm not going to let them uh, land on everything and throw up. Now y'all are like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get me 15 fries all mine. seven. <laughs> But it's a tremendous illustration of demons and what they do. There's nothing good about them being in your proximity. And once you set the boundary for your life, once you set the boundary for your families and begin to exercise that authority, then you begin to help those who can't help themselves, and you start setting boundaries for your neighbors and, and for your family and for extended family and for your church members and for, for the people of our community. And you start uh, just ridding your community of flies. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Setting up fly traps, setting up uh, things that in the spirit prevent them from operating and diminish their ability to do things. Praise the Lord. It's what God told Adam. The original instructions are now our instructions. Take dominion. Take dominion. Praise the Lord. Psalm 110.1 is, I've quoted this, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Praise God. And then the counterpart in Luke uh, chapter 20, verses 41 to 43. This is the New Living Translation, incidentally. It says, Then Jesus presented them with a question. Why is it, he, he asked, that the Messiah is said to be the son of David. For David himself wrote in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Praise God. In Hebrews, um, really actually uh, Luke, he's quoting the Old Testament, um, Jesus is. But in Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 12 through 14, Um, Traditionally, Hebrews is said to be written by the Apostle Paul. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Who is that talking about? That's talking about you. That's talking about me. The new you 
is to dominate. The new you is to take authority, exercise authority, moving back the boundaries that were taken by the enemy in your family and your life, moving those boundaries, taking ground, moving ground. And when you get out there and say, okay, I'm not done yet. I've got people that I know that need help. And you start moving the boundaries for them. And then they see the goodness of God. And they become boundary movers and authority takers and, and begin saying, oh, huh, uh, I don't think so. And they begin you know, breaking their fly swatters and they start moving in and using all kinds of different weaponry that Jesus Christ has given us in his name to set the boundaries for the enemy. Ha, ha, ha. And Jesus sat down until this was taken care of. And so who's going to do that but his body? Everybody here in this room, if you're a child of God, that's your responsibility. It's not just a privilege, it's a necessity. Because if you do nothing, then you lose by default. Do you understand? And so we must take our authority. Praise the Lord. Take authority over our marriages. Do you understand? Not, not commanding our spouses, but we are taking authority in the spirit over our marriages. Stop complaining about your spouse. Stop complaining about your marriage. Stop complaining about your children. Stop complaining about everything. What you're doing is you're opening up the door for flies. Agreeing with the very enemy who's trying to destroy you. But what we need to do is do what God said to do, and that's agree with him. It's, it, it is a, a confession is homologeo to agree with God, agree with the word. And bring into our lives that which we want. Praise the Lord. I want my, mine and my wife's relationship to be strong and healthy. We just became empty nesters, you know, whatever that means, you know, that uh, we don't have our children in, under, up under our feet and we can run around naked again. You know what I'm saying? Just like, woo! <laughs> Been a long time, baby. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you, you're going to want to put on your clothes, all right? You know what I'm saying? Yes, okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Praise God. <laughs> but man, we want our, our marriages to be strong and healthy and whole and fun. Right? Fun. Blessed. Happy. And God can help you. You just have to take your authority. 